Hello, and welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast. Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. We pray that this message speaks to you. And if so, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And please, be sure to share with your friends. As fellow warriors, you play an important role in delivering a message of hope and freedom to countless women who desperately need to hear it. We hope that you enjoy today's episode of The Siege, Demolishing Strongholds. Hello and welcome to Warriors Arise podcast. I'm Susie Hansen, and joining me today is my co-founder, Stephanie Reed. Hello, everybody. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. It's such a glorious day yes. to be here. Yes, even on this cold day. It's still know, a great day. It is a great day. Oh, I'm so excited about today's episode, <clears throat> me Stephanie. Too. Today's guest has been with us before, and we are so excited to welcome her back. Yes, and if I'm not mistaken, she was a fan favorite. She was a fan favorite. Uh So welcome back, Leslie Cooper. Hey, Leslie. Thank you guys for having me back. I'm super excited to be here. We are super excited to have you here. Um, If you missed the first episode, Leslie um, was here with us a few months ago. She was in season one, episode 42, from walking in darkness to shining in God's kingdom. And after hearing today's podcast, I promise you're going to want to go back and hear the first podcast as well, because I have had the privilege of walking alongside Leslie, sometimes more frequently than others, but always a sister in Christ. Leslie and I came to uh, the same group around the same time, just a little over five years ago, Mm -hmm. and that is how we met. And Leslie was brand new, and she was in a very dark place at that time, not really sure she was going for all this God stuff yet. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so I'm just, it's just been so inspiring to watch God take you from the darkness and bring you into the light. And I have stood back in awe all that you've overcome and the freedom that you walk in now. And she talks a lot about that in detail in her first podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll touch on it again today, but I'm excited for our listeners to hear from you. So we are talking about strongholds and I know that we can all battle with strongholds. We've talked about what some of those are and what they look like. And as having the privilege of, watching Leslie grow and mature in Christ, I've watched her overcome a lot of some pretty major strongholds, as well as those minor ones that are annoyances. And so, Leslie, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit in your own words, what you've overcome and kind of the strongholds you've overcome? Okay. So as I was really thinking last night, the strongholds really started when I was a young child. I remember my father relating a very bad event to God. 
And so from that moment, as I heard him relate this bad moment to God, from that moment, I never wanted to anything to do with God. Mm-hmm. And so I saw from a very young age, I was probably five years old, how that is where the enemy first came in and tried to set that stronghold up in my mind. And as I went back and I started thinking about all the strongholds, I mean, just it continued through my whole life. I thought of when I lost my mom, who was a homeless person on the streets of Oklahoma City. Um, She had been out of my life for 15 years and how I got a call that they had found her passed away. And the enemy came in. It was actually on May 4th of 20. 2001. And I had just lost my best friend on May Mm -hmm. 4th, the two years before to suicide. And I buried my dad on May 4th of 2007. And so the enemy really came in with these strongholds of how that God had something to do with this. And I think he's the perception Mm -hmm. that he gave me. And so then again, I became very angry at God and I didn't want anything to do with him. So just to see how the enemy tried everything he could to keep me away from the only person that could save me from these strongholds. So through the process, I battled a 23-year meth addiction. I battled a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of anger, bitterness, resentment. And I see how when the enemy would come in with these events, how he would just set these strongholds and these lies up in my mind to try to keep me from receiving every good thing that God had for me. And he was trying to keep me from the one person who could save me from the very thing that the enemy was bringing towards me. Deception. It is deception. I just had this conversation with my grandson who's been going through some hard things. And I asked him how his relationship with God was. And he said, well, to be honest, you know, he hadn't really been in his word Mm -hmm. and hadn't been excited about God because of these hardships. And I said, isn't it funny how our enemy, Satan, will take the one thing, the one person who can truly help us and bring us through hard times and deceive us to thinking that it's his fault. Yes. Or, you know, we get distant mm-hmm. from him because, you know, well, life's not going the way we think it should. So we why should him. I bother with God? Yeah. yeah. It's just mm-hmm. what he does. Yes. Yes. And we have to remember that, you know, Jesus is the one who can save us. His name is the name that is above every name. And that is exactly how we defeat the strongholds of the enemy. So it would be no surprise that that's exactly how the enemy would try to set up those strongholds. And we have to really be aware of the enemy schemes. And once <laughs> you see, and it says in the Bible that if we are aware of his schemes, we can't be outwitted. And when you stop and you really step back and you take a look at it, it, sometimes, and a lot of times he really oversteps his boundaries because you step back and you take a look and you're like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep me from the one person or away from the one thing, from the truth, you know, maybe not being in your word like you're supposed to, because that is one of the weapons of our warfare. Um, So therefore, he wants to keep you out of that word so that you don't have the truth to come back and to demolish those strongholds. But he is constantly trying to set up those strongholds. It's not a one and done. Here's one stronghold. It is an ongoing process and an ongoing going battle. But praise God, he does tell us in his word and the weapons of our warfare, and he gives us everything that we need to defeat those strongholds. That's right. right. 
So you talked about a lot there. So let's talk about some major strongholds. When I think of strongholds, uh, some of the most common ones that I would think of would be addiction. You know, you think something like addiction. You talked about overcoming a 23-year meth addiction. So tell us how you overcame that particular stronghold. And addiction, you know, isn't to just one thing. You know, it can Mm -hmm. be an addictive lifestyle. That can be to shopping can be to food, drugs, gambling, spending money. And so this can really apply to all addictive behavior. But how were you able to overcome and destroy that stronghold? Okay, so that stronghold in order to overcome, that was really, mine just happened to be through a divine intervention. But through the process, I had to keep that sobriety. Um, The enemy came back several times with these strongholds. And we have to remember The strongholds are the lies that we believe, and Satan is the father of lies. And so really, when we get into his word and we know who we are and who he is and what he does, that's how we demolish those strongholds. But even the words that we are speaking over ourselves, because when it came to addiction, I found that um, the biggest stronghold that I had was believing that once an addict, always an addict. Right. That's a good one. And mm-hmm. so I, that is what had been planted in me my whole life. I'm just always going to be an addict. This is my life. This is the way it is. In fact, I, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And here I'm yeah. going around confessing daily, my name is Leslie and I, I'm an addict. When really, yes, my name is Leslie, and I did battle an addiction, but my name is Leslie, and I'm a new creation. Amen. And so, you know, that is how I was able to break those strongholds over the enemy. He would bring back the thoughts of using to my mind. He was trying to set up that stronghold again in my mind that I wanted to use. And so I had to have those tools ready. I had to put on my armor every Mm -hmm. day. Ephesians 6 gives us everything that we need. It tells us what the weapons of our war are, that they are the um, helmet of our salvation, that they are the Mm -hmm. shoes of the gospel, that they are the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. And so I began getting in that word and finding out who I was and, you know, learning how to take authority over my mind that, no, you can't tell me that I want to use because I want to be free in Christ. And so I would just continue to get in the word. And I am telling you, the word is where it's at. And no, to no surprise, I mean, the Bible tells us that it is our sword. It is, you know, so we can get the enemy back when he's trying to bring these strongholds. So really when it came to addiction, those were the biggest things, just learning um, the strongholds that had been set up in my mind and counteracting those with God's truth. It's so good. That is so good. Mm-hmm. And and yes, we've talked a lot about the power of our words. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a common yeah. thread through a lot of our podcasts, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leslie, why don't you share with everyone, some of you may be listening and thinking, you know, she talks so much about the word being the tool, the weapon mm-hmm. that will break these strongholds. But what if someone's never really picked up the Bible? Or what if someone has tried and they think, man, this is just too confusing. I don't know how to use the word as my weapon. What would you tell them? Okay, I would tell them, um, really, go to Google. And, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, to look up whatever it is that you're going through, because how we are going to demolish that stronghold is by the weapons that he has given us. And again, we go to the word. And so if you are battling anxiety, you counteract that by going to the word, go to Google and put scriptures on peace, 
whatever the opposite is of what he is throwing at you to set up that stronghold, you find the opposite and you find it in the word and it will pull up several scriptures on peace. And you just read through there and ask Holy Spirit to highlight the ones to you. And you go through there and you begin decreeing them and declaring them out loud because the enemy can't read our thoughts. So I found that the best way to defeat him is by reminding him this, it is written. That's what Jesus did. It is written that it says that I don't have to be anxious about anything in Philippians 4. And so just going to that word, speaking it out loud to where the devil knows this is what the word says. And, you know, Google, whatever, that is what I found was the easiest way for me to pull up the scriptures on what I was going through at that certain time. It's so good. And I find it very interesting that Satan knows the word. Oh, absolutely. So he knows what we're going to tell him, but he doesn't think we know how to use it. Right. And so he knows how to use it. And that's why he flips it and receives us. Yeah. But he doesn't think that we know how to use it. And so that is where the stronghold comes. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I can say, I can remember, I think it was on uh, healing. I remember you giving me like a three or four page document where you had done that. You had gone through the the word and you had written down every scripture that you could find on healing. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because so many people are in bondage to mental health. Yes. Um, I hear, I have a niece who at the end of every one of her posts will do hashtag chronic illness, hashtag, you know, just claiming that illness to fibromyalgia and some other, quotes terminal illnesses, like there's no healing. There's no way out. There's no way out. Now, I have seen your testimony. I've witnessed you overcome these things and get delivered from these things. So I want to talk specifically to these strongholds, to owning, not to say that there aren't some situations where people Mm -hmm. may truly battle with things, but I think a lot of mental illness can be spiritual warfare and spiritual strongholds. So I'd like to talk to some of our listeners about how you overcame that, because I'll let you tell them, but you had multiple diagnoses mm-hmm. and were told that you would be on disability for the rest of your life mm-hmm. to just hang up your hat and go home because you would never have a normal life. Mm-hmm. What a stronghold and yeah. and what death defying words that yeah. were spoken over you. But you took your sword mm-hmm. and you defeated that. Mm-hmm. And so tell our listeners about that. So, yes, when um, it was about the time I was told that I was going to have to file for disability because I'd never be able to function in society. But over those previous three months and right before my healing, I had gone through the Bible and through anything that Google would bring up when I was looking up healing scriptures. I would write down every healing scripture and I would go read on healing. I would find every scripture on authority I would go read on authority and I would write them down and I collected them all in a binder. So it was healing on faith, on authority. I'd pull a, I'd Google scriptures on spiritual warfare because I wanted to know what I was up against. And the Bible tells us everything that we need to know. It's so funny because I used to have boxes and boxes and boxes of self-help books (laughs) when really I only needed one One. book. It was the Bible. (laughs) It tells us everything that we need to know. So go and Google those scriptures on spiritual warfare. 
gather them and read over them and get them so deep in your heart to where you know, because he has a plan and it is a battle, but God has given us everything that we need to know to overcome that battle. So, you know, we talked earlier on when we're aware of his schemes, we can't be outwitted. That's right. And that's yeah. what the Bible tells us. And so we have to be aware of the enemy's schemes. So I just went through there and I collected every scripture that I could find on those topics. Mm -hmm. And I, when the day that I went into my healing, I grabbed that binder on the scriptures. I had been getting so deep in my heart for the last three months that I believed them. They were so deep in my heart. And I walked into my healing session, into my prayer session the day I was healed with that binder. And I expected that his word was not going to return void, mm. but it gives us the strategies. It gives us everything that we need to overcome. That's right. If it, like I said, Ephesians 6, it tells mm -hmm. us that the armor of God, it tells us exactly what our weapons of war. Yeah. When we're talking about strongholds, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Amen. So Amen. it goes through, if you go through there, Ephesians 6, it gives us those weapons of war. There's a couple other ones that I have found very, very um, successful. And the Bible does talk about them. Worship is mm, one of our weapons right. of war. Get those hands up. <clears throat> yes. I love Psalm 1834 in the Passion Translation. It says that we have been trained with the weapons of warfare worship. And I love Psalm 149, 4 through 9 and the Passion Translation. It also talks about worship being a weapon of war. So the Bible tells us everything that we need to know to demolish these strongholds. Yeah. And so what I find interesting, what we talked about on the um, first episode of this um, series is that you said that worship, mm -hmm. you know, counteracts the warfare because mm -hmm. Lucifer was a worshiper. He yes. you know, led worship in heaven. Amen. So Amen. isn't that isn't that a fun connection? That is just like our God, though. Yes. You know? yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. It is. I like to call uh, worship my warship. Yes. You know, yeah. it's our it's our warfare. Yes. We're fighting back. You know, yes. it's our warship. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just tell you what this says in Psalm 149, 4 through 9 in the Passion Translation. I'm just going to read a part of it. It says, God's high and holy praises fill their mouth for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. Ooh. These warring weapons will bring vengeance on every opposing force and every resistant power to bind kings with chains and rulers with irons and shackles. Praise-filled warriors Amen. will enforce the judgment doom decreed against their enemies. This is the glorious honor that he gives to all of his godly lovers. Amen. So Amen. I but love those The words. one word that stood out to me was that they shouted. Amen. They yeah. shouted. They used yes. their voice. Yes, it is key. It yes. Is key. And, and even if you don't feel like it, I can remember a time last year, I was literally in my closet on my floor, completely debilitated, bawling, couldn't function. I didn't feel like worshiping, but I had worship music on. Like nice. I had my computer in there with me and I had worship music in the background. And so even though I wasn't raising my voice in 
worship, I still had worship music there and it ministers to you. You're in a state of worship. I was in a state of worship. Mm-hmm. And, Which and, basically means a state of receiving. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was ministering to me. Yep. And then as I got stronger, I got to a place where, I mean, even in those days that, you know, God gave me a song, the Elevation Worship song called Do It Again. That's a good and, one. And he gave me that song and I felt like it was written for me and he gave it to me in that moment when I was at my lowest. And I began to play that song on repeat and I got to where I I could start, you know, singing it out and I would sing it in prayer and, and just in worship. And there's just so much power in that. I can't say enough about it. It's truly Amen. your worship. And that's why I love the words of the Passion Translation yeah. in that Psalm 149. Yes. That was really good. That's so good. Yeah, so Thanks good. for sharing that with our listeners. Yes. Yeah. It's just confirmation. Yeah. Again. Yes. So we all, those are the major things. You know, it's easy to think about a stronghold when we think about the major things, the big stuff. But what about the little things that are, you know, like annoyances that we may not think about as stronghold being? How does one overcome those? Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is just the lies that the enemy feeds us. Something that's been on my mind a lot lately is how he makes us feel that we are not worthy to receive. <laughs> and um, I don't relate to that. That's yeah. <laughs> and so that's been on my mind a lot lately. So what has come to me regarding defeating that stronghold is that we have to have an expectant heart that Jesus died on the cross for us, for our healing, for our deliverance, and for our freedom. Mm. And that he came so each and every one of us would have life and have it abundantly. And so when you get into the word and you start reading that word as if it was written just for you, like if Jesus died on the cross for no one else, I believe that he would have died on the cross just for me because he did die on the cross for me. That's right. And so when you start reading that word, again, going back to the who I am, because so many times he makes us, tries to make us feel like we are unworthy Um, that we are not capable of receiving every good thing that God has for us. And I'm telling you, like God wants us to open our hearts to receive every good thing that he has for us. I once heard that Mm. when we don't receive everything that Jesus died on the cross for, it's as a saying that he did everything for nothing. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to take for granted one drop of blood that he shed. That's right. I do not want to take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So really just getting into that word, I will tell you another thing that comes to mind is just the little annoyances of the lies that he feeds to our mind Mm -hmm. that we have to learn. And I go back to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, that we are to take every thought captive. When you ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you, what lies am I believing? What is going through my mind that is a lie? And he will bring those things to you. And so... Just taking captive of your thoughts. I say my four weapons of war that mainly I use are the word, worship, the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus. 
with those four weapons, we have everything we need to overcome the enemy. And so really just taking those thoughts captive and pleading the blood of Jesus over our mind. But again, going back to decreeing and declaring out loud, I am a daughter of the Most High King. I am loved. He came so that I would have life and have it abundantly. I am worthy to receive every good thing he has for me. He is for me. And therefore, if he is for me, who can be against me? Just getting that word so deep in your heart that the minute that that lie comes to your mind, you're going to be on stance to know, no, I'm going to counteract that thought with the truth because the truth is what sets us free. That's right. And so counteracting even just those little thoughts. And when you ask Holy Spirit to reveal those to you and within time, you'll begin catching them. And so fast you'll be like, all right, I know who this is. Like, (laughs) I already know this is a scheme of the enemy. And again, I go back to if we are aware of the schemes of the enemy, we can't be outwitted. That's right. And if you feel like you don't feel like doing that in the moment, Mm -hmm. that's when that's your sign to do it. Yes. Because like we never not want to be with Jesus. We never not want to plead his name over us. So if you ever in those moments when depression or anxiety or, you know, selflessness or self worthlessness kicks in, then that's when you know it's time to do it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Those are your signs. That is the truth. And, you know, just like the conversation we just had before we began recording, you know, I've been talking about how I've been struggling lately and I have not even felt like declaring the word. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so it's important that when you feel that way to mm-hmm. reach out and call someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to forget those things. I, I'm laughing because I've been yes. battling and have been in so much um, turmoil lately. Yeah. Um, and that was, we were just talking about how I'm like, but I haven't even felt like declaring the word. I haven't felt like worshiping. All yes. I want to do is crawl in bed and sleep. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to say that you know, even if you've been walking with God for years and you've been in really high places and have been able to decree and declare the word over yourself mm-hmm. and Satan, I see what you're doing. You know, it doesn't mean that you won't have seasons where you just feel so defeated. You can't even move forward. Yeah, nobody's exempt from it. Right. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's important to have other people to come and surround you in those moments, just like Moses had when they were in battle. As long as Moses' arms were raised, they were winning the battle. But when his arms became tired, and that's just us, you know, we become emotionally tired. We get to where we can't do it anymore. The arms come down. They began to lose the battle. And so his brother and someone else came in, and they each held his arms up. And that's what we need. We need sisters in Christ to come in and hold our arms up in those moments. And I want to go back. You touched on Christ on the cross. And here's what I tell people, because I even got stuck in this trap. And this is another stronghold. It's another lie that the enemy tells us. And again, remember that strongholds are in our mind. That is where they're born. That is where they live. And they're seeds of of lies lies Mm -hmm. that the enemy plants in there. But one that I believed, and I know a lot of us do, I've heard this so much, is, well, I believe he 
died for you, but not for Mm -hmm. me. Or this sin was way too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe this sin was covered, but not this sin. And so I just want to say that God would have never sent his son Jesus to die such a brutal death for some sins. Yeah. His blood covers every sin, all sins, no matter mm-hmm. how bad in your mind that you think they are. Because mm-hmm. in God's economy, sin is sin. Yeah. As humans, we're the ones that put them on levels of, you know, less and more. So just know that that is another stronghold. If you are stuck in the lie that, well, I believe he covered these sins, but not that sin. You have been forgiven. God's blood covers all of you. Set free. Yeah. Yeah. So in closing, Leslie, is I just want you to tell our listeners, if you could say just one thing to them, what do you want to leave them with? Hmm. So I'm just going to piggyback on what you just said. Okay. That, um, you know, when you're feeling like the sins that you've committed or you just can't get out, to go to Romans 8, mm. that talks so much about the sin and how there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Yeah. And I've been in Romans 8 this last week, and it is one of the most powerful <laughs> chapters in the whole Bible. It is so powerful. Mm -hmm. But it tells us in there that we are God's children, that we are his heirs. And as his heirs, though we will suffer with him, we are also to share in his glory with him. So we are called to share in his glory and for his glory. So I love what Susie said about reaching out. I think that's another stronghold that the enemy tries to get us on, that we have to, we can't tell anybody what we're going through. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say, expose, 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 reach out and expose the enemy. There is so much power. Get someone to help you to lift up your weary hands in worship, like the Bible tells us. Um, Getting that surrounding is so important. But Definitely, he gives us everything that we need to know. And I just say, warriors, arise. Mm. He has given you everything that you need. And so that is really what I want to leave you with. That is so rich. So rich, Mm -hmm. Leslie. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your powerful testimony. And you help me today. And and I know that so many of our listeners have been touched by your testimony as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you. I can't (laughs) wait to come back. So thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you again next week for the next round of The Siege, Demolishing Strongholds. Mm -hmm. But until then, be sure to like and share this podcast. Warriors Arise is on a mission to deliver a message of hope and freedom to hurting women. If you would like to talk with us today, you can call us at 405-822-8230, or you can email us at info at warriorsariseministry.org. Thanks again for joining us, and remember, because of what Jesus did on the cross, you are not fighting for victory but from victory. The battle has already been won.